my camera. No, no, mine. I think it's mine. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, let, me, let me work on it. What did you What did you do with the camera, man? Yep, we are back with the third part of Central News, the TT hookup. Uh, we are now being joined by uh, uh, Fighter Vusikosa. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I, I call people by, by, by uh, you know, by, by, uh, by, by, by 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 names of uh, organizations they come from. If you are from the another <laughs> organization, I'll, I'll call you. I'll I'll, I'll prefix it with Something the I... title from that organization. <laughs> so, fighter Vusikosa, are you well this morning, Tata? Uh, I am very well. Thank you very much uh, for having us, Tim. Um, man, I think let, let's let's get straight into it. I think you have been uh, you have been hot news in the past few days uh, in South Africa. Uh, so I think let's not waste any any further time. Now, I want it to be a bit conversational between between me and you. Yeah? Uh, it's sure. going to be like a, 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 like an interview in a traditional sense of the interview. Now let's 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 presume that you are you are still a member of the of the EFF. Um, why would you say that the EFF is a better political organization in the country than any other in in, in, in South Africa? Yeah, if I were still the member of the EFF and I was not expelled, I would have said, <laughs> I would have said the EFF is one organization that does not make promises. It makes commitments. If it says it will do something, it will do it. I remember a joke by another white woman that I saw on social media. She says, you won't be voting ANC and TA. And they say, why? She says, because those ones, they will say they will do something and they won't do it. And then, <laughs> but I won't vote for the EFF either because the EFF is the only party that says they will do something. And I'm afraid that what they say they will do, they will do. That's why I won't vote. <laughs> so in a summary, it's, um, I believe in its principles, policies, particularly the issue of land expropriation of land without compensation and uh, uh, for equitable uh, redistribution, plus the fact that it wants to nationalize the mines, the banks, and other strategic sectors of the economy. I think for me, that, 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 for me that, that, that's the most important thing that we should all be pursuing as Black people in South Africa. Uh, we now know that we have been uh, expelled from the, from the EFF. Um, and and this is resultant from the fact that uh, towards the tenth year anniversary celebrations of the EFF in Johannesburg, uh, members of your organization, especially those who occupy uh, positions as public representatives, were required to procure transport for their members or constituencies to attend that particular uh, function, and uh, you you have been uh, quoted 
elsewhere as saying that you were expected for you, like for you as an individual, to to get twenty buses going to Johannesburg. Is that the case? It is true. As a member of parliament, I was expected to procure twenty buses for my constituents in KwaZulu Natal, which would have cost in the region of between eight hundred thousand and one point two million. Uh, that's the going price for the twenty buses. Uh, mm. That was that what was expected from me, and that's what I failed to deliver on. Uh, and as far as you know, what was your was your quotation the highest quotation for for this, or were those were the others who were who were, you know who had uh, like a higher amount to pay? Because uh, I'm thinking that somebody who comes from Cape Town, theirs might have been higher, or could it be different? Because based on the size of the constituency. Yes, uh, uh, yes, theirs would have been higher because uh, if it, you are an MP, bring twenty passes, it, it it was across the board. So a person from uh, Western Cape or Eastern Cape would have paid higher for the same passes as compared to a person who's from somewhere uh, uh, to uh, in Gauteng or Pumalanga or even KZN. So those in Gauteng. Had a, had a light up uh, baggage, so to speak. Uh, not really. They had a higher number of passes, so still the baggage would have been lower, even if they had the higher number of passes. So it was inequitable in terms of as you've indicated, Cape Town and Devon, two different uh, provinces, uh, and the amounts would have been even more higher. Now, do you think this this request was was reasonable to be given to members such as yourselves? Uh, I I don't think it was uh, reasonable, uh, even but if it where was. Where does it come from? Is it, is it not is it not eminent from the uh, from from the discussions in the in the central uh, committee in which you sit? Yeah, it it was discussed there and agreed there, but still it it, it does not make it reasonable. It was still unreasonable. Uh, given the current economic climate. But obviously, it, it, it was not said that you go and take from your own money because no one would have that kind of money. The instruction was go and fundraise. Uh, you know, if you fundraise, you can either get or don't get. It can either be a yes or a no. So mm. I got a lot of no's. Uh, some people might have been lucky. They got a lot of yeses because of their skills and connections and contacts. Unfortunately, I don't have rich contacts. I fight rich people all the time for exploiting workers <laughs> and for taking advantage of workers. Now imagine me going to them and say, uh, please, boss, uh, give me money. The guy will give me money, <laughs> but tomorrow <laughs> when I must go and fight for the workers, he's going to tell me to get lost. Uh, or he's going to tell the workers, I gave that one money to take you all to FNP. Now there's nothing he can do. Then I'm captured. Why would I uh, surrender myself to capture? It's wrong. Of of the twenty buses that you were required to make available for for FNB, how many were you able to actually come up? Zero. I was not able to send even one because the instruction was twenty. But 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 I mean, in, in terms of of your fund, how how long was the fundraising period? I think it was about three months or so. February to February to July, that would have been uh, what six months uh, of uh, fundraising, and I was unable to fundraise.
unable or, or or didn't because maybe you found the request unreasonable? Uh, no, no, no. I I was unable. There were no sponsors that were forthcoming. Even those that made promises, they pulled out uh, last minute. Okay. Now, um, the tell me, like, what 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 is the, the the view of the provincial executive committee of KZN uh, with regards to your expulsion uh, from the EFF? Uh, I have not spoken with them. I would. I would Are you not the, Were you not the provincial chair of the of the of of the? I'm. I'm the former. I'm the previous chairperson. But during my expulsion, I had been co-opted or been a member of the uh, central command team. So okay. I I've, I was sitting on the national executive, no longer on the provincial executive. Because remember, I'm a former chairperson. Uh, mm. we are the provincial chairperson now. So I was then uh, co-opted into the national structure. So okay, I wouldn't so know that right now as to how do they feel about my exposure. I haven't spoken with them. Now, the, the constituency that you were required to transport there themselves, uh, how, how like I, I would suppose that they would know about the, the sanction that you have been uh, given, you know, as, as a result of your failure to provide for them transport. And these are people I think that you you fight with on the ground for, you know, for for the things that the EFF fights for. Uh, yes. And they they may have trusted you for a long time as they are, as they are early and uh, a leader. But now, how do they feel about your your expulsion from the organization? Do they think it's a fair uh, thing or? No, for the, the the few that I've spoken with, because you remember um, I was suspended. Condition of my suspension was that I should not uh, wear EFF regalia. I should not uh, attend meetings. I should not uh, represent EFF anywhere in any formal meeting. But those that I talk to informally, uh, they feel just like I feel that uh, this sanction was very harsh. It was unwarranted. It could have been handled differently. They're just uh, equally unhappy, just like I'm unhappy those few that I've spoken with, but those yeah. others to read about would say that, uh, no, 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 it's, it is, there's nothing wrong with this. Uh, so people would not, of course, go in one direction, they'll go in the opposite direction at point at some point. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking that like each bus would uh, have about 60 or 65 passengers. Uh, yes. Now, now uh, 20 buses, therefore, uh, gives us a, uh, uh, how many people? Uh, it's about 1,200. 1, 1, uh, people, if it's 60 yes. people. Yes. Uh, now, if, if for example, say, because I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that you may, you may, at the later stage or whenever, uh, want to appeal the sanction given to you, uh, would, yes. would, would, would any of the people that you were supposed to have helped transport to FNB, uh, support you in your in your appeal uh, or would they be ill-advised to say write petitions to the you know to the central executive committee and say but we, we you know the 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 former chair we understand he failed us but we think this you know sanction is too harsh we still have a struggle to pursue 
Yeah, no, uh, they would, uh, I'm sure, in their own personal capacity. It will be dependent on them, obviously, but my, I, I wouldn't advise them to do that. I wouldn't have advised them to do that because, you, you, you know, we are living in a vicious uh, world of politics. If you align yourself with certain people, if those people are undesirable and you seem to be uh, siding with them, you just become a victim. Uh, of uh, fights that you know nothing about. So anyone that would want to fight my fights, I would advise them not to, so that they don't get um, uh, targeted uh, because of my association, of their association with myself. I would say, let me fight this battle. If I lose it, I will decide what I do with my political future. And uh, if I go somewhere, you if you guys feel strongly about it, you can follow me there. That, that would be my advice, but I wouldn't like them to pick up the, the fight on my behalf. Okay. Uh, before you joined the EFF, I would presume that you you left another organization to join this. Which, which organization was this? Was it, was it the ANC? Um, okay, what, uh, what happened, I've been with the ANC all my life up until, uh, and uh, yeah, I was an ANC all my life, and I became an ANC ward council. I won my ward, ward 32 at Tewini, uh, for the ANC. Uh, this was between 2006 up to 2011. 2011, I left the ANC and joined the National Freedom Party when it was formed. And when I left the National Freedom Party, it was when the EFF was formed in 2013. Because remember, most people that uh, formed the EFF, I, were, I was with them in the ANC. So the politics of EFF resonated with me far more than the, the, the NFP. So I went and joined the, the EFF. But when I joined the EFF, I had been the provincial secretary of the NFP. Uh, so I okay. left the position of provincial secretary of the NFP to join the EFF. That's my brief uh, history. And now that you, because I would, I would, I would, I would uh, think that you sacrificed your, your, your previous political uh, life, maybe sacrifice is a, is, a, is a big word, but you know, you, you left the you know your organization to join the EFF, and now the EFF has expelled you from uh, from its fold. Uh, do you feel ill-treated by the by the EFF? Uh, I appreciate uh, the time that I've had with the EFF. I've learned a lot. I I wouldn't say that uh, they treated me badly. They treated me well when I joined the EFF. Few months I was. Um, uh, appointed to be the provincial convener, took took took. We went led the the, the election campaign in twenty fourteen. We got two seats in the uh, provincial legislature of the EFF. I was elected uh, permanent chairperson in twenty eighteen. I led the elections campaign twenty nineteen. We grew from two seats that we had uh, in twenty fourteen. We grew to eight. So I'm leaving the EFF on a very high note, having led it from zero votes in the province to the two seats in the provincial legislature uh, and to eight. So I and uh, I've had nine years of uh, EFF as a provincial uh, legislature member and just under one year 
as an MP at a national level. I, 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 I've learned a lot. I've, I've had uh, an opportunity to rub shoulders with the best political brains in the EFF. And for that opportunity, I'm grateful. I've grown a lot uh, as a person. I'm not um, bitter about the, 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 the process that uh, and, uh, leading up to my expulsion. The only thing that has severity of the sanction. I think it is brutal, it is harsh, and it is um, unwarranted. I think it's an extreme uh, a reaction to a minor failure, bearing in mind what we've been through, what we had to sacrifice in the EFF, uh, only to be uh, dumped like this. But I don't take it personal. Uh, there's 64 uh, of 60, we are 62 in total that have been expelled. There's 61 other people who are affected just like myself. So I don't want to take it personal, but I think it was harsh, it was brutal, it was mm. unnecessary. Uh, you don't take it personally, but it, you, you know, it, it has uh, changed your personal relations with the party, definitely. Given that fact, uh, does this change your perception of what the EFF stand for? And would you still encourage people to join and vote for the EFF at the moment? No, 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 given, no, no. I, given those dynamics that have, that have come up. Given those dynamics, I wouldn't, because, I mean, if uh, uh, we could work so hard, I mean, the people that are expelled are councillors. Uh, they've campaigned. And those those councillors became councillors by getting higher votes in their constituencies. By the way, because for you to be a, a PR councillor, you must have received the uh, highest number of votes in your municipality. These are high performers of the EFF for them to be kicked out like that. What is even worse is that uh, when they uh, were elected to, to be councillors in 2021, some of them were coming through for the first time. They were told to buy a bucket. They bought back, he got into debt. Uh, now uh, the, those, those cars are going to be uh, uh, repossessed. Or even if they take back those cars, they're going to end up with shortfalls. And what's going to happen is going to dent their names. They won't be able to qualify for credit in the future. I mean, those are the things that are thought out of Ubuntu, the spirit of humanity, that those things would have been considered uh, when a decision is taken uh, against those people. I mean, the EFF purports to be an organization that fights for the poor. So you've taken poor people. They've just had an opportunity to make something out of their lives. And uh, they've just got started. They've got people to support. You got them into debt, buying parkies. All of a sudden, you dump them. You've sent them uh, to hell, basically. You know, from the frying pan into the fire. I don't think that indicates Ubuntu. I don't think that it is sensitive. It's morally and ethically wrong. Is there a dictatorship in the in the in the EFF? Uh, I, 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 no, I wouldn't say it's dictatorship. And I think I don't think it's a wrong strategy. Uh, time I must say because you see, a majority of African people come from a culture of Amakosi is Nduna, uh, where there must be a command and control. Too much democracy in an organization kills a lot of of, of organizations. Let's look at the ANC, for instance. Even a madman can stand up and say, 
uh, I want my rights. I have a right to be mad. Uh, and then I demand such democracy is problematic. Look at the country that we are in. People have uh, got uh, too, ma- too many rights, and uh, that those those too many rights lead to a mess. So command and control is a good start. Look at organizations that have uh, lived longer and performed. Look at the IFP, for instance. The IFP uses the same system of command and control. I think it's an African thing. I think this democracy, we take it too far. You can't be too democratic in an organization. It becomes problematic. So you have to have that uh, uh, command and control. So it's not dictatorship. Even, even and... if it leads to these kind of wrong decisions as you, because I, I would assume that this is not a correct decision according to you. This command and no, control, it is not. Even a... if it, even, but even it, if... it would be incorrect for us to say it's dictatorship because then we would want to ascribe it to one person. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I've come across this question many a times. But they were not like you. They were they were specific to say. People say Malema Julius Malema is a dictator. He dictates what happens in the EFF. No, he's a commander in chief. He must command. But when decisions are taken, they're taken collectively. So it was a collective decision. But to use Julius Malema's own words, the majority may be wrong at times. In this instance, it was a nonsensical decision that's insensitive. And that is ethically and morally wrong. Do you think that there is a chance that the EFF may realize the wrongness of their decision and maybe want to, uh, you know, a, a, a reverse these decisions? And if that were the, to, you know, to happen, would you consider rejoining the EFF? Uh, I, I think you must have heard yesterday at the rally there where the Commander-in-Chief of the EFF says, uh, says Vusikosa is expelled. He's not a member of EFF. Even if he can appeal, he appeals from a position of not being a member. You, you know, you, you, you don't utter such words when the you've given the option, the person an option to appeal. I take it that if a person appeals a decision, the status quo remains, right? So the status quo should have been that uh, if I'm, I'm given an opportunity to appeal, the decision is withheld pending or is suspended pending. But uh, that statement alone tells you that even if I were to appeal, it will just be a formality. It's a foregone conclusion that I'm no longer a member of the EFF. So uh, 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 that, that, that is basically my view. I don't think uh, they would want to have me back. Even if I were to come back, for instance, uh, life will never be the same. Uh, because why do you want to uh, impose yourself on spaces where you are not welcome? I, I wouldn't do it. Uh, I, I wouldn't come back even if they were to reconsider it. But of course, I have an appeal. But uh, from where I stand, I don't see that appeal uh, succeeding, uh, given the words that I just quoted from him. Uh, so, But if they do change it, uh, uh, life will never be the same for me within that organization. But you know, you know, the way you're speaking, it sounds as though that the 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 reason for the expulsion may not necessarily be only the issue of buses. There may there may be under other underlying uh, causes for the expulsion. Uh, because if it was just the th- that issue alone, there shouldn't be a a reason for people to feel so strongly or for the for the for the commander in chief to feel so strongly that whoever is expelled is expelled and therefore there shall be no 
you know, no recourse for the, you know, for their, for their, for that decision. Is the are there any other underlying reasons for the expulsion? No, I, 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 I don't know of any, but I can, I can read people's minds. They could. Do you suspect that there may be others? Uh, I'll leave that to speculation <laughs> and, and, and your viewers uh, to speculate honestly, because if I were to say that, I would be lying. I'm not aware of any, but okay. uh, people, other people could, uh, could 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 be aware, but I'm not, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. So from for 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 Vusi Koza, from here now, where to? Uh, uh, Vusi Koza has been a politician all his life. Like I've said that I've been in politics from student days. I've been a public representative for 15 years, five years as an ANC what councillor, nine years as an EFF uh, MPL, and under a year as an EFF MP. So I will always stay in politics. I think I've still have got a role to play. Um, once I've concluded uh, uh, my appeal with the EFF, successful or not, I'm not going to be lost to politics. I'll be back. And uh, I can guarantee that come 2024, when the swearing-in ceremony takes place, whether it's in the province or nationally, I'll be in that house. I'll be on that line and I'll be sworn in and I'll carry on serving uh, uh, my, my, my constituents and the people of KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa. That's guaranteed. That is confidence on uh, on steroids yeah. there. Uh, uh, that, that, that's, that's my uh, level of confidence and uh, I shall deliver on this commitment. Vosikosa, thank you very much for, you know, for, for your time and for engaging us. Uh, we wish you all the best and luck uh, in your new endeavors. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity you've given us. Uh, thank you and uh, God bless. Thank you. That was a uh, Koza, former MP of the EFF, uh, member of the EFF. The current review, the TT hookup comes under.